Hey friends, welcome to season two. We're doing something a little bit different at the What She Said Project. I have been in conversation with folks connected to Black Lives Matter, and in particular with women leaders of color. This is a season where we have conversations about tough things. We have conversations around uh, definitions and words and strategy and understanding. And we do this in conversation for this season because honestly, it's really humanizing. So I'm going to keep doing these conversations as long as they feel relevant to folks and folks are interested in having these. Um, so it could go on quite a while. I've been interviewing comedians and activists and actors, and it's really exciting, and I hope you enjoy it. So for today, our second episode in season two is with Demetrius Hill. I hope you enjoy. Yay. All right, so we're recording. I am so grateful that you've taken some time out. I know you are super busy. Uh, today is, what is today? I don't even know what today is. Today it's is Friday. Friday? It's June 12th. Yeah. Would you, um, this is the What She Said Project. I'm Shannon Ivey. And uh, during this next season, I've asked folks that are in, uh, in the work with Black Lives Matter to please have conversations with me and our readership. And thankfully you have stepped forward. Would you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you're connected to the movement? Um, my name is Demetrius Hill. Uh, I am currently a co-founder of I Can't Breathe South Carolina. I actually started out just documenting what was going on, taking photographs. Um, I was out there. And um, I always tell people something kind of got a hold of me and I haven't been able to put it down since that day. Um, and, it, and things have been moving fairly fast. Um, we've been in correspondence with the mayor's office, city officials, public defenders and things like that. It just kind of lets you know that we're out here doing the right thing because things are just lining up um, without us even honestly looking for it to line up. Um, I'm a mother as well, so um, not only am I fighting for um, the freedoms of minorities and, and Black people, but I'm also fighting for her freedom so she doesn't have to. And I'm pretty sure uh, millions of uh, Black and brown people said that before, but I mean it. <laughs> uh, so hopefully it stops here. Hopefully we can get policy change that can change the laws. Tell me a little bit about when, so how long, when did it catch hold of you? You said, you told me in the early, earlier conversation. Um, I, honestly, it's been about two weeks. Co-founder? <laughs> literally, literally two weeks. Um, and, and so many things have unfolded. Um, I was just kind of out there and, and something told me, you got to say something. You got to say something. You can't not say anything. So I've been saying something ever since then. <laughs> tell me. A little bit more. Okay, so you're a mother, and now you are claiming the title activist. There was another title that you were weaving into this work, because you, you told me you yes. entered it. I heard photography, so I'm here. Some... And I'm a, um, a painter and a writer, so I, I bring a lot of different hats to the table um, within this, 
and um it's honestly it's the first job <laughs> that i um i've had that i can actually use all of my talents at once wow so you like many folks currently have a day job and you don't have to tell us what it is but you have full-time employment you can tell us if you want to but just yeah. it gives folks a window into how to get in like how they could get involved um i am an accountant usually um for parking events mm -hmm. uh, for usc mm -hmm. um and right now we're in furlough so i, I have all the time in the world to to fight for freedom and, and get it done before I have to go back to work. Or uh, it depends. It depends on how, how far it goes, um, to be honest with you. Uh, not on record or anything like that, but yeah. it's, it's a bigger fight. It's bigger than me, so. Tell me about, can we talk about the bigness? Like you've talked about how you got involved and using yeah. your talents. And then you also talked about policy change. Yes. So. Can you tell me how you're connecting those in your in your mind and in the philosophy of the work that you're doing? Um, policy change is our big bigger goal. Um, we're starting within our community, um, and then we can we can attack Congress. To be honest with you, because if you change the laws within your state, then someone else may be um, inspired to do the same thing. And if we get enough states on board with the same policy change, then Congress has to change laws. Um, so we're we're really if we can change the laws in Columbia, South Carolina, we can change them in any other place because you know the South is heavily rooted in um, racism. It, it, it's even now in 2020. Um, so if if we can change the minds of of South Carolina or the Southern states, then we can do it anywhere. Tell me about. Tell me more about some maybe some specific laws or some specific goals that are floating up that we can help support or we can uh, understand because a lot of folks aren't up on the laws until some no 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 they're not yeah they're not um we're working on policy change we're, we're working on um banding the chokehold um and police officers and the use of a knee um on any because it's not police procedure no um they keep saying that it's not procedure but people are still doing it so we're trying to get that banned we're trying to get um better um it's called accountability basically it's if you're on the scene with your fellow officer and you see him using excessive force or doing something you know he's not supposed to do um it's a a policy that you you have to intervene and if you are on the scene and he's doing that and you don't, um, the consequences, uh, dock it, docks and pay, um, or if you have too many offenses, you get terminated. Um, I think the biggest thing is there are no repercussions for killing black lives, basically. There's no consequence other than a leave of absence or he lost his job, you know, uh, but what about the, the murder aspect of that? You know what I mean? Right losing your job doesn't uh, account for someone's life so we're just getting we're trying to get accountability um within the police department but they're just uh, uh they're on the totem pole so we're trying to go in and and change things um systemically we're we're just we're trying to change the um, all the, the laws that put minorities 
um, black and brown, the oppressed, basically. We've, we've been oppressed for, for over 300 years. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like mm, the government gives us just a little bit, just to, you know, just to keep us at bay, keep us at bay. That's why it's 2020 and we're still fighting for the same things. But I think the biggest difference in our generation and the older generation is we can't stop. We're not going to stop. You know, we're a little bit more hard-headed than they were. And you have the internet. Yes. Yes. And so yeah. that and podcasts and like conversations, which help humanize. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. people will put up epithets, but when they hear someone like explaining it, then it's like, that makes sense. Can I ask you a mama question? Sure. All right. So in South Carolina, there have been some uh, reports and instances of peace officers, you know, the police officers in schools using excessive yeah. force. Uh, yes. Can this, what you're working on, connect to the school system in South Carolina? It's definitely going to connect to the school system where we've actually been um, having talks about it um, with different people um, on the school boards and things like that um, about how they can have better training or just them not being hired by the um, police department and um, an actual officer of the school board to be trained just for that, um, to actually be trained in counseling, how to handle uh, kids um, with different mental health issues and things like that so they can be pre-prepared instead of, oh, uh, they're just acting out. Sometimes it, it is a mental disability. Sometimes someone is upset, but the excessive force within schools, it's crazy because it, those are children, you know what I mean? Um, yet you've had like um, violence and things in school, but not to be slammed and not to be beat. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's so degrading. And then you're doing it to the children and that kind of leaves, leaves an imprint. And um, percentage wise, uh, most children who are um, like arrested in high school don't finish. Yeah, There's, I think uh, um, it's, it's a pairing. So I think teachers have to be more aware instead of calling the resource officer for every little thing it's okay to deal with the student um i think a lot of them get put off onto the resource officer because the teacher doesn't have time or maybe she's just you know aggravated or whatever like that but it's 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 a that's a thing um we want to take the police out and actually train and hire people just for that so, yeah. so in the resources for, and we even see it, I'm a, I'm a parent of a rising fifth grader. Yeah. So we've seen the quick escalation and um, over punishing without any yes. policies and procedures of black and brown yeah. folks, of her classmates yes. and friends. And so she's noticed it since she was first grade. It's like kids recognize it, right? Yeah. So I'm saying yes to all of this and trauma-informed care training starting pre-k yeah yeah so there is and i don't know if i'll get this out to folks by tomorrow but there is a march and we're in columbia south carolina both of us mm -hmm. for folks listening in and there's a black lives matter rally tomorrow at the state house oh i think it starts at the board of education yeah and then march to the state house and then there will probably be speakers and other folks yeah it's about. it's on um oh sorry it's on saturday on Saturday. Um, it's on Saturday. Yep. It's Teachers for Black Lives. Uh, we're actually hosting the event. Um, 
the I Can't Breathe South Carolina and uh, People Demand Action. We're, we're definitely out there. Um, it's going to be from 11 to 2 o'clock. We have uh, different teachers and principals and things like that on the program. Um, if you are a teacher, if you're a coach, you know, if, if you're, if you're working with children, come out because it's all about you that day. And then we have a, um, a secret thing that we're doing at the end. Uh, and I'm smiling about it because it's so amazing. I can't even, you know, we're really great at keeping secrets. So I, I, I can't even give you hints. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, monumental. It's going mm -hmm. to, um, ruffle a few feathers uh but we like that um <laughs> we like it a bit but um it's definitely going to be a symbol of freedom um equality all of those things so and it incorporates everyone who has supported us um as far as uh public defenders teachers lawyer you know uh, every, everyone's uh within our piece so yeah so good and i am not going to spill the beans on this but it is and so just to make sure because if you've got young ones that can only hang a little while so yeah. if i really needed to see this i should aim toward like the second half i know it'll be yes. great the first half but if i have a yes. little one aim, aim towards okay. the second half okay um, um yeah <laughs> can we talk about um because my listenership, the readership, does skew 30 to 59-year-old uh, white-identified, female-identified folks. Yeah. So I'm hearing a, some, like, confusion. And I know there are a lot of resources. Yeah. Uh, what is, like, one, you and I talked about this before, so I'm going to cue us up for that, like, okay. that plan. So how long does it like people are very afraid of the word racist and this is yeah. called anti-racist which yeah new to 2020 that languaging around it so mm -hmm. from what i understand and please check me if i'm wrong mm -hmm. anti-racist education assumes that we are in a racist culture it just that's yes. the ground level Correct. built on racism yes so anti-racism is an active ongoing process it is. For white folks to get in the work and start to peel back the layers of this, is is that yes. I'm on track? Okay. Yeah, you're on you're on track. You're you're right there. Um, because uh, basically, we already know what America was founded on, um, and it's not liberty and justice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's been on the backs of blacks and browns um, since since the first um, African American arrived here um and at that time he was just african so um and the system that has been built up unfortunately um whites now still benefit from it whether you realize it or not whether you know what uh white privilege is you have it um you you may not think you do but you're when you're white you have it automatically um it's it's literally it's perception um and there's a, a lot of work that needs to be done on both sides, but as a, as a white, as a white person, you can do the work yourself. You start within your home. I say, always start with your tribe. Um, start with your kids, your husband. If you know your husband says ah, a few things sometimes and you're like, wait a minute, you, you correct them then. And, and it, and it becomes an open conversation, but you don't just stop there. You keep going. Um, I know a lot of people have 
things that they do within the days. Like on day 14, I'm going to read this book, you know, a new book about racism or, or deep processing. And that's good because it takes, I think it's like 28 days to actually um, learn uh, your, for your brain to process something new as a new habit. But you don't stop when you, when you think you have it because if, if you stop doing something, you forget it. So it's a continuation of learning. And that's just like um, black people. We have to relearn our history. We have to relearn where we actually came from. We have to relearn our culture because those things were stolen from us. Um, and just like you're learning, we're learning too. I think um, a lot of we've been misinformed since we arrived here and so have you guys. So um, it's literally just relearning the truth instead of what we were told or taught to question the, the ways that we were taught feels for some white people like you're questioning the Bible. Do you know? It's yeah. like, and, yeah. it, it, and those history books were written by people. I could talk mm -hmm. about the Bible, but I'm not going to. So those were books written yeah, by people. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different podcast, which you were welcome to. It's a whole different that. podcast. And we can talk too many feathers on that. <laughs> no. we'll, keep bringing, we'll, we'll bring them in first. But yeah, yeah. Books and then books. If you were a teacher, you were taught to then teach these books, and so yeah. it just continued, 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 and yeah. here we are. Yeah, and honestly, I I read a new book that said um, that they paid us. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, they were indentured servants, and I read it, and I was like, the slaves got paid, you know, and it was in the history book, so. It, it's literally from um, false kind of uh, fairy tales into just lies. Like, yep. you can't. But that's literally what the generations are being taught. And if you don't teach them, if you don't teach your own kids from school, you know, you just rely on school to tell your kids about what's really going on in the world, then they're going to be lost. They're going to be just as confused. Because they're hearing nowadays, like in that moment, if somebody's listening to this podcast and they had the belief that uh, enslaved folks were paid, yeah, and you're saying that they weren't, there's this rub thing that happens, like this yeah. internal uh, discomfort. It does. And in that internal discomfort, sometimes it's been said that some white folks, all white folks, don't deal with that discomfort really well. They don't. And, and it's shit. funny because they, I, I, I'm sorry. No, it's funny that they get uncomfortable because it's like, you, was, you, you weren't enslaved. So why are you uncomfortable? But it's honestly, it's the guilt. It's, it's the same thing that's passed down. It's the same thing that, that keeps um, racists going. It's that guilt. It's like, you don't even know why you despise a black person, but it's in you. So we're seeing, and I, I want to lift up something we've touched, you and I've touched on, and the lived experience, like this is the part where I'm hoping to bring some empathy, you know, some yeah. folks to be aware of their behavior when they're uncomfortable. Um, so in the lived, in your lived experience, and in the lived experience that you witness of black and brown folks, walking around yeah. in life is completely different than it is to a person that is white. Yeah, it is. So can you tell me a little bit more about how that might show up just in a regular going to get day. a cup of coffee? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's every day. Um, me and you touched on that. Um, it's not that we, we experience racism 
once a month. It's every day. Every time I go out of my house, every time I encounter white people, um, it's not every white person. I'm not saying that, of course, but you get the looks. You get the stereotypes. If you go into a specific store, you get followed. They ask you a million times, you sure you're okay? You know, it's, 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 it's literally the small things, but you realize it because you feel it. Um, and uh, sometimes it's, it's really big things. Now, those things happen maybe like once or twice a month where it's like, oh, that was crazy racist. You know, <laughs> so, um, but it's a, it's a lifelong thing because I'm, I'm brown. Um, I'll always have this melanin. So hopefully what we're trying to do, I'm not saying we're going to change a racist, but I, maybe I can change your mind to where you empathize a little more or educate you a little more because a lot of it is ignorance. You know, yeah. I think it's transparency. Let's, let's knock it down. And you can openly say, I'm a racist. I don't like black people. And then I can say why. And then we can go from there um, off of that. Um, and, instead of being so angry about it, I think because we're so, both of sides have their guards up because of history, honestly. Um, when, when historically, when, when black people have let their guards down and, and tried to educate and help um, white people understand what we feel um, a lot of times it, it hasn't it has gone left or or you it, you most of them pretended to understand and then turned around and did the same thing again so I think um, that's why the older generation got tired because it's like we tried and you lied you know we tried and you, you said you did this but you didn't because the civil rights it, it's literally a law that's supposed to say if you violate someone because of this 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 you'll get there's a penalty but n no one's using it yeah. it's it's to the point of where there there literally have been two acts of civil rights because no one's listening so now we don't we don't want a new civil rights law we want policy change we want them to to change for real and not just to be there just because we we want to we want to dismantle all those systems so that when things do happen or when when you see a, a black man killed, I mean, I mean, virally, millions of people are watching. You can't say, well, we need a little bit more evidence. You know, it, things will be taken the same. So it's, it's, it's just, it's exhausting and amazing. I always say it's exhausting and amazing to be black because I feel like I'm always fighting for um, the same thing, which is literally the golden rule, treat others the way that you want to be treated. And it's like, it's as simple as that. That's why you see a lot of people angry. Yeah. I'm after the, thank you so much for all of this. Yes, ma'am. Cause you didn't have to do this. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just so appreciative. I want, I know that folks are going to want to support your work. So okay. how would you instruct folks that are listening? Actually, we have listeners from all over the world. So okay. is there a way to donate or to, how would you suggest they support? Um, go to uh, I Can't Breathe South Carolina. You can um, check us out on Facebook. We're actually um, finishing up the website today for People Demand Action. Um, so that'll probably be, 
probably be out in the next couple of weeks. And then there, we have an open um, place where you can start to donate um, because we're, we're becoming an actual um, organization. Uh, we're trying to get our, um, get all of the, the paperwork and things like that and uh, accredited. Um, and then you can start to donate because we have over 40 people backing us on our staff and things like that. And right now it's literally, they're doing it out of the kindness of their hearts because they believe in the same things that we believe in, um, equality for all people. Right. Um, but that, that's only going to last for so long because exactly. clearly people have to eat. So right. we're, we're trying to, um, we're trying to be a forever movement, you know, where we can continue to help educate, um, and get people, you know, therapy that they require. And I think everybody black and white needs therapy because we're, we're forever triggered, yeah. you know, and, and, and they're just being passed down and we're getting used to seeing things we shouldn't. So, um, we're definitely setting up our organization, but for now you can go to, I can't breathe South Carolina. Um, I am a founder. You have, uh, Lawrence Nathaniel and Ryan Martinez, um, also founders of I can't breathe South Carolina. Ryan Martinez is actually um, a founder of South Carolina Protesters as well. And um, we just doing all this work um, for, for the people. Honestly, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. We have to get equality. We got, it's 2020. We can't be having the same talk 20 years later saying the same things. It's, it's just getting out of hand. So we're trying to go ahead and nip it in the bud. We're, we're trying to get out of that status quo. Well, I... And the readership, the, we're with you. We go with you. And I cannot wait to have a place to funnel their funds right to yes. you to make this uh, long lasting. Yes. So, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Wait for the special, I can't talk about it, Saturday. <laughs> Go to, the, go to Facebook, find the event, come join us and the teachers, and let's, let's yes. get in the schools and let's make some policy change. How about that? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, ma'am. Have a great rest of your day. All See right. You tomorrow. Too. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Who? What y'all think about that? You know what? We can talk about difficult things. We really can. It takes two people who are willing to wade in together. That takes some trust, um, which can be built. But a part of the reason we're doing this is because I don't know that we're all getting the same information, right? And it sure would be helpful. And I know, I know that this thing uh, a metaphor of it is like, this is like a 24 lane highway and there are folks in the fast lane. There are folks ahead of us, but we're all on this highway. We're moving forward. Society is moving forward and it's time right now to figure out how we intersect with it. So this, this is the time. Take one word, figure it out. This is a daily practice. Uh, for folks who are not black and brown, we get to put it down. We get to put that book on our shelf. We're not living the daily experiences. And so I'm going to encourage you and all of my whiteness, I want you to consider, especially if you're listening to this as a mother, how 
anti-racist education can benefit our children. They see it. They just don't have the words for it. The words may shift, but it's the same thing. So come on, y'all. We can get in there together and we can work to be better humans together. I hope that this conversation gave you some joy and some lift. Demetrius, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Um, It's very brave for you to come on this Strange Ladies podcast, and I'm so grateful. If you are interested in supporting their work, we know to go to the Facebook page. You can go to I Can't Breathe SC. I think it has shifted to maybe Black Lives Matter, South Carolina, uh, and find out ways to support. I like to cook folks food. I am not the best cook, but I am home with a child, and so that is what I'm contributing, and I'm also contributing conversation. If you want to be in conversation with me about it, let's do it. Come on. Reach out. Find us on Instagram, What She Said Project on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. I'm Shannon Ivy. I'm very easy to find. Um, Thanks so much. Support. Do something. Stay in it. Stay open stay loving. We can do this. Much love. Talk soon.